Hey fam, you're listening to a podcast from Every Nation Campus Katipunan. We hope that this message will help us know and follow Jesus and grow in our walk with Him. Let's continue to change the campus and change the world. Enjoy! Merry Christmas everybody! Today is our last youth service of the year, December na. Uh, malapit na ang 12-12. <laughs> Malapit na din ang Christmas. Grabe no, we're ending the year already. Can you believe it? And what I love actually, what we do every year, ever since I could remember, is that we would always end the year with a time of worship. We would always have a worship night with our community to end the year. And, you know, the reason that we do this is because we we believe that there's so much reason to worship. And we know that this is just, worship is like such a, a perfect way to capture everything that has happened this year. And, you know, to end it by worshiping God and thanking Him for, for another year that has passed. And so we're ending our youth services with a worship night. So thank you for joining us today. Um, for the past few weeks, we've been following a series called I Am With You. And actually... This is just, this is the third na sa ating cinematic universe ng mga series. <laughs> Yung cinematic universe natin ng mga series, it started with I am your father. Talked about this, God being our father. And then it, the second was I am three. We talked about the Holy Spirit. And now we are talking about I am with you, about Jesus. And we've been exploring John chapter 1. And as we end the series today, I want us to go through all of the passages that we've read since week one. So if you're here, I, I want you to grab your Bibles, grab your devices, go type it on Google, John chapter one, so that we can all read together. And I'm going to be reading from the New International Version. Okay, are you guys there? Chat nyo naman if you guys are there na John chapter one, or give me a thumbs up because I can see you guys. Man. Awesome. Si Ate says, naka-thumbs up siya the whole time eh. <laughs> Sige, John chapter 1. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through Him, all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. In Him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming to the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or of husband's will, but born of God. Verse 14, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. And this is the main verse we're going to be looking into today. Verse 18, no one has ever seen God. But the one and only Son who is himself God and is the closest relationship, is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Let's pray. Lord, we are so 
excited God to to end the year. Um, maybe some of us are more excited than others to just to finish 2020. But Lord, we thank you that even as we go through your word today, may we get a revelation of who you are. May we get a revelation, Lord, of, of your glory once again. Lord, may we remember that it is a privilege that you have revealed your glory to us through Jesus Christ. And may that cause us to naturally respond in worship, Lord, even as what we're doing tonight. That it won't be something that we, we would have to do, but it's something that we get to do. So thank you, Lord. Open our eyes. Reveal yourself again once. You reveal yourself again to us, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Chat nyo naman. Amen. All right. So we just read John chapter 1. And the book of John starts off, diba? In the beginning was the word. And remember from the first preaching pa lang, from yung preaching ni Red, and even up to last week yung preaching ni Ian, we learned that the word word was actually logos. And that was the name that the Jews and the Greeks gave to the unknown force. They just knew there was a cause for the universe. There was a purpose for the universe, but unseen siya. So they gave him this name, the word or logos. And despite all of their great wisdom, despite all of their philosophizing, they failed to answer the ultimate question. None of them could define or really clarify Ano ba talaga yung logos? These are the Greeks and the Jews naman, they had their law and their stories of their ancestors to explain life, to explain the universe, which they attribute to their God, which they, who they call Yahweh. Now in these books that we now call the Old Testament, they tell of stories of Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Jeremiah. Sino yung mga favorite characters nyo? Ako si Moses and the Ark. <laughs> no, and no, and all of these people diba, that we see in in the Old Testament, people who have encountered Yahweh. And in Exodus, we see how see, see Yahweh guided the Israelites through the desert. Do you guys know that story where um, the Lord was guiding them as a cloud by day and a fire by night? And then they built a temple for him where Moses could enter and speak to the Lord. But even Moses himself, despite medyo ganun na sila ni Lord, Moses himself could never saw God. He never could see Yahweh's glory. He only ever saw his back. And what does that even look like, diba? When I, when I would read that, iniisip ko, ano kaya yung itsura ng back ni Lord, diba? For sure, talikogenic si Lord, diba? Yung, yung alam mo yung, yung crush mo na yung sa likod, Guapo na. <laughs> Pili ko, na-imagine ko lang na even with just the back of the Lord, si Moses amazed na, amazed na. <laughs> diba? And you know, for centuries, people have wondered, who is this God? What does he look like? And John, like what we just read right now, has good news. The Logos was finally making himself known. It says in verse 18, no one has ever seen God. Si Moses, yung likod lang ni Lord, yung nakita niya. But the one and only Son who is himself God and is in closest relationship with the Father has made him known. God has been revealed 
through Jesus Christ. The unseen has now been seen. He is now revealed. The Logos, who is the purpose of the universe, was now was introduced as a person named Jesus. The God that had never been seen now had a face, now had hands, now had feet, now had a body, now had emotions. Grabe! Through Jesus, God has been revealed. And how does Jesus reveal God? When we look at the stories of Jesus in the Gospels, you know, Jesus could have introduced God in, in so many ways. Um, as God as a ruler, God as a tyrant, you know, and in fact, when you look at the Old Testament, God was also revealed the man through the law. And we see his righteousness, we see his justice. That was what was on display in the Old Testament. But Jesus reveals God in a new way. Jesus is the light that came to the darkness, that even if we were too blinded to receive him, he still welcomed those who accepted him into who accepted him and he brought them into the father's family. Jesus is the king of kings who condescended himself to become flesh, to serve the ones that he created. Jesus is the holy of holies that is also so full of grace that he ate with sinners, that he welcomed them into his kingdom if they would turn away from their sins. Wow! This is the kind of God that Jesus introduces us to. And while every religion teaches us that we need to earn our way to God, that we need to be good, that we need to reach the certain state so that, so that we could go to heaven or so that we could meet God, Christianity is the only religion that teaches us that God came to us. In Romans 5 verse 8, it says, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Jesus died for us even before we did anything for him. Through Jesus, God has revealed a love that is too expensive to be deserved or earned. Through Jesus, God reveals to us a love that is too expensive to be deserved or earned. There was nothing about us that made us deserving of his love. And yet, this God that was there from the beginning, who created the heavens, who created the universe, the earth, this God draws us near to an intimate relationship with him. This is what we celebrate. This is what this verse is saying. He draws us near. And what does this mean for us? I mean, yeah, that's great. Jesus reveals the Father, the unseen is now seen. But what does this mean for us? You know what it means? It means we now have access to God. You know, one of the greatest gifts that we receive through Jesus Christ is access to God. We can now come boldly into the throne of grace. We don't need to tiptoe. You know, the barrier has been broken. We no longer are separated from God. Because of Christ's death on the cross, we can we receive his righteousness in exchange of our sins, which were paid on the cross. And now we can have access to God. We can come boldly 
before his throne room. It's kind of like when you get a meet and greet pass. And so you have that with you. You walk into the stadium. You wala nang restricted areas. Yung mga guards, they, they let you go inside, diba? And then you can go straight into the holding room of Jungkook. <laughs> Cute kasi yung ano, bias. <laughs> I can go straight there. Para ganon. I have a pass where, where no one's gonna stop me. I can go inside. I can meet with them. I have access to them. We now have access to God. And if the door is open, if we have access, if anyone can go in, then by all means, let us enter into the presence of God. He loves you. And he's saying, come, come in. You now have access to me. And not only do we have access to God, but we now have knowledge of God. Through Jesus, we know what God is like. We see in John, the book of John, there's so many examples of, of what Jesus did. Like when Jesus feeds the 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish, what, is, what he shows us is that God is a provider and that he may do it in ways he may provide, in ways that we won't expect, that aren't normal, that, <laughs> that he, he, he can do things out of the ordinary. He provides. When Jesus doesn't condemn the woman caught in adultery, but tells her to go and sin no more, Jesus reveals a God that is forgiving and loving. As Jesus heals the sick, he reveals that God is our healer. As Jesus walks on water, he reveals that God is the God of impossibilities. We now have knowledge of God. But I love that. It doesn't just end with, with knowledge, but because of what God has done, what Jesus has done, revealing God, we can now have closeness and intimacy with God. In verse 18, it says, no one has ever seen God. That word seen actually translates to experience. No one has ever seen God, but then Jesus reveals the Father. It's not just about knowing God, because we can have, you know, a lot of people, scholars, have studied the Bible, but they don't necessarily love God. We, we can know all the facts, memorize all the books of the Bible, the chapters, the verses, but we need to experience Him. It's not just about knowing him, but we, he is inviting us to experience him and to encounter him in a way that it transforms you, in a way that you are never the same when you encounter this God. Jesus didn't just break the barrier so that we could have access to God, so that we could know God, but he wants us to be in an intimate relationship with him. We have the privilege of entering his presence, but we have the choice to draw close to him. Will you choose to draw close to God? The door is wide open. Will you choose to draw near to God? In the Westminster, is that how you say it? Westminster Catechism, it's actually, um, the purpose of it was actually to educate children um, of the, the children who, you have to simplify 
fightings, if you've ever volunteered for our kids' church, I find that one of the hardest places to preach because you have to simplify things, um, like big ideas. You have to make it really, really simple. And what the Westminster Catechism does is it simplifies the gospel. And it's, it comes in a question and answer format. And the first question, the most famous of the questions, is the first one. The question is, what is the chief end of man? And the answer is, man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. It's not just about knowing God. It's not just about having access to Him. But it's about enjoying Him in an intimate relationship forever and ever. God wants us to enjoy our relationship with Him. When was the last time that you enjoyed your, your walk with God? Has it become more of a duty or a routine for us? You know, my prayer is that as we, you know, take the time to worship again and as you've been listening to this, may, my prayer is that the more that we draw close to Him, the more we would enjoy His presence the more we would enjoy our relationship with Him. And, you know, knowing Him, drawing close to Him, and enjoying God, it really changes the way that we live. If we know and have experience that God is our provider, then we're not going to be afraid. Even if uh, you look at your wallet, Ay, no, 10 pesos na lang yun nandito. But you're not going to be afraid anymore of lack because you know, you've experienced that your God is a provider. If, if you have, you've, you've known and experienced that God is the God of the impossible, we're no longer shaken when we face challenges because we know God can make a way when there seems to be no way. Parang song yun. <laughs> if we know that God fully knows and yet fully loves us, we no longer will be insecure. We will no longer need to compare ourselves. We will be confident that the one person who matters the most, has fully accepted us and has welcomed us into his family. And you know what else happens when we draw close to God? We naturally respond in worship and in thanksgiving. A kind of worship and thanksgiving that isn't forced. It, it just comes out because we can't help it. You know, it, it's, it's kind of like, when when you get, kunyari, nag-exchange gift tayo, and then you got socks. Diba? Parang, you're kind of, kind of smile. Thank you po. Thank you for the socks. <laughs> diba? Because it's not something that you really wanted in the first place. But, if nag-exchange gift tayo, tapos yung nakuha mong gift, ay yung PlayStation 5. O, diba? You're not gonna help it, but but thank you. Thank you so much. You're, you're gonna, gonna shout. You're gonna tweet it. You're gonna Instagram it. You can't help but respond that way. And you know, we have not received maybe a PlayStation 5, but the gift that we have received is Jesus, the greatest gift that we will ever receive. Worship becomes a natural response when we understand this. And I love this. I am reading this book called Christian Worship. And this is what the author says about worship. Why does man worship? He worships because he cannot help worshiping. Worship is not a human invention. Rather, it is a divine offer. God offers himself 
in a personal relationship and man responds. God's offer of love elicits man's response in worship. A vision of God demands a worship response because God is worthy of worship. Wow. Worship becomes natural. And another thing is that worship is a privilege. It's not something that, that we have to do, but it's something that we get to do. In, in the Old Testament, the way of worshiping was there, was there was a temple, there was a specific process, it was bloody, it was messy, but that was the only way to worship God and experience God. But because Jesus came, now we can worship anywhere. You don't need to be in Regis. We don't need to be in UP and Ateneo and Miriam in the high schools, but we can be in our homes and we can worship God together. It's a privilege for us to worship. You know, it costs God so much just so that he could be with us, just to be with the people he loved. It costs him so much just so that we could worship. In fact, it's a miracle that we can worship. Man's communion with God, it's always a miracle in the same way that the revelation of Jesus Christ himself is a miracle. Worship is a privilege. And through Jesus, we will have everything that we need in life. If we have Jesus, we are complete. You know, 2020 may have not been your year. You may have lost a lot this year, but as long as we have Jesus, we're in the best place that we could ever be. As long as we have Jesus, we will always have a reason to worship. As long as we have Jesus, we will always have a reason to thank God. As long as we have Jesus, we have everything that we need. And as we continue to worship God, we're going to take the time to, to worship again. We're going to do a little activity. We're going to do something a little bit different tonight. Um, for those of us who are joining here, I want you to get a pen and a paper or any note-taking device, your phone, your laptop. And what we're going to do is we're going to take the next few minutes just to answer these two questions. We're going to take the time to reflect on this. The first question is, what are the new things that God has revealed about himself to you this 2020? What are the new things God has revealed about himself to you this 2020? Second question, what are the things that you can thank God for this 2020? What are the things that you can thank God for this 2020? Okay, we're going to take a minute to write it down and then... We'll take the time to worship after. You just listened to a podcast from Every Nation Campus Katipunan. For more details, you can find us on Facebook.com, Twitter.com, and Instagram.com slash EN Campus Katip. Or just simply search in these websites, Every Nation Campus Katipunan. We hope to see you there. Take care and God bless.